Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're at the Christmas season, and of course the reason for the season is Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and life. There's no other Savior, no other Redeemer but Him. But yet, the gospel is being literally attacked, saying that there are many discrepancies in the Word of God concerning Jesus Christ being the Messiah, the Hamashiach, the Christos, the Christ. Well, what grounds did they have that? Well, they're questioning the Word of God. For example, they literally say the PhDs, the scholars, are saying that Jesus probably was not born in Bethlehem, but in Nazareth, the city of Nazareth itself, and not Bethlehem. And Jesus, there they're saying that they, Joseph and Mary went to be taxed. Uh, they're of the Roman government, that there was no taxation listed until 6 AD, 6 Anno Domini. Well, uh, that would have put that Jesus, when Joseph and Mary went to be taxed, did not go to, to Bethlehem the house of their origin, which would be Nazareth. And they brace it upon that. We're con they're contesting the word of God in it being the absolute truth. Jesus was born in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, house of bread, the bread of life, was born in Bethlehem. Well, they said that he was actually born uh, 4 to 7 B.C. Well, that's agreeable. And that does not matter the year he was born. And we know that it was not December the 25th, the day of his birth or Jesus' birthday. We know that he was born in tabernacles, and that is in the seventh month uh, there where he was born, born in tabernacles, 21st day of tabernacles, and was crucified in Passover, which is a Abib or Nisan, uh, there as Christ, our Passover sacrifice for us. There in 4 BC, Herod died. And we, in the days of Herod, they were coming uh, to kill the firstborn up to two years of age that were to be king of the Jews. Herod uh, literally had a decree for all the young children, two years and under, to be killed, murdered, and thinking they would kill also this king of the Jews, Jesus Christ. Well, 4 B.C., Jesus born. He lived 33 and a half years. Three and a half years, they said, uh, there of the ministry, but there was nothing known about the secret years or supposedly the secret years of Jesus Christ. And if he is the Messiah, well, certainly we should know about his youth and his teenage years. Well, when we understand why the word of God is silent on that, except when he was 12 years of age, disputing with them in the synagogues, and they were amazed at his understanding and wisdom of the scriptures. And of course, when they found him three days later, they said, you have troubled us. We've been looking for you. Where have you been, Jesus? And he said, what know you not that I must be about my father's business? 
And that's the only record we have of him at age 12. But when we look at the word of God, it states in Numbers 4 that the high priest takes his office at age 30, retires at age 50. Well, Jesus, fulfilling his own law, law given to Moses, there will not take his office as the high priest until age 30. He's fulfilling his own law. That's the reason why we don't come in and see Jesus' ministry until being about the age of 30, he goes to be baptized of John and Jordan. Another will say that John the Baptist and Jesus, who were cousins, there were at differences with each other, that John the Baptist was greater. John the Baptist never said that. But they say, well, there was a dissension between the two because Jesus was baptized there by John the Baptist rather than John the being baptized of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus said, suffered to be so to fulfill all righteousness when John the Baptist himself stated, I have indeed uh, uh, need to be baptized of you, of whose shoe latches I'm not worthy to stoop down and unloose. John himself said that. John the Baptist, uh, or known as John the Dipper, because he baptized. It was a baptism there as a forerunner to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. There we also see that we find uh, there in 1945 that the Gnostic Gospels were found by the Egyptians uh, uh, there uh, in the ground, which had 40 different transcripts, being older, they say, than the earliest manuscripts of Christianity. And the Gnostic Gospels would say things about Jesus being a young boy and uh, another young boy ran by Jesus and hit him on the shoulder. And Jesus then turned to the young lad and said, you shall not uh, run or walk any longer. And the boy fell dead. Another one was in the Gospel according to Thomas that a bird... uh, Uh, fell dead, and uh, the Lord, as a young boy, raised the bird from the dead. All of these uh, accounts, there are not in the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll be many different accounts that will attack the scriptures in the last days. And they're going to sow the Antichrist, sowing great signs and wonders, that if it were possible... It would deceive the very elect. It would overthrow them. And Paul stated also in Second Thessalonians, the second chapter, this, the signs, miracles, and lying wonders done, there would be the great deception, the delusion sent by God himself. Then we are saved through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. In other words, working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it is God that worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. We have to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, it is iniquity or lawlessness. Those that walk in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will not fulfill 
the lust of the flesh. These uh, ones that are settling and setting doubt in the body of Christ coming against the scriptures uh, do not realize that it is the Theranuptus, the God-breathed word of God, holy men of God, wrote the scriptures as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. They are indeed the Holy Writ, the scriptures themselves. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they that testify of me, Jesus stated. We find also that uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is being contested that really he didn't die, or if he did die, that it was uh, Joseph of Arimathea, uh, simply you let him use his tomb for a temporary burying place, and then they moved the body uh, there uh, for the burial in a different location, refuting the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and saying this is a probability. Well, it's not a probability if you believe the scriptures. Jesus, whenever he died, uh, Joseph Arimathea begged the body of Jesus, and whenever he buried him in his own tomb, buried along with the rich, they set a great uh, rock upon that tomb, lest the disciples would come and take him away. It was carefully guarded. And... Jesus resurrected, just as he said he would do, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up because he's God. Declared to be the son of God through the spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Romans 1, verse 3 and 4. He is the Messiah. Then they question the virgin birth. They take this scripture, Isaiah 7, 14. A virgin shall conceive and bring forth. Emmanuel, butter and honey shall he eat to refuse evil and choose the good. Well, that virgin used there in Isaiah 7, 14 is the Hebrew word Alma, meaning any young girl doesn't necessarily have to be a virgin, could be married before, but being a single and bring forth just a single girl and bring forth Emmanuel. God with us. But in the New Testament, we have in Matthew and Luke's gospel that a virgin brought forth. Mary was visited of Gabriel, and there was indeed a virgin birth that Gabriel said, you're going to bring forth a son. He will be called the son of the highest, and he will save his people from their sin. Therefore, you call his name Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. And they disregard that she was born, Jesus was born of a virgin. When uh, Gabriel spoke that to her, she said, how can this be, seeing that I know not a man, a young 14-year-old virgin? Well, Gabriel explained, the Most High will overshadow you, and you will bring forth that son and he will be the Messiah. Well, she then did not doubt. She said, according to thy word, be it done unto thine handmaid. Immediately she was impregnated by the word of God, the word made flesh, and 
dwelt among us, we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. No man has seen God any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he will declare him. That's Jesus Christ, the God Almighty, manifest in the days of his flesh as the Son of God, the redemption, a redemptive office of the Spirit. The Son of Man, there's another one that they literally refute and say it just means an ordinary man and some kind of secretive saying of Jesus. And Jesus many times spoke of the Son of Man in the third person. Well, he would say, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And then we find in John 3.13, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Well, that's obviously Jesus speaking that while he was talking to the disciples on the earth, stating that he was in heaven. There he is that spirit. That's the kingdom office of the spirit of God. The son of God is a redemptive office of the spirit of God. The son of man is the kingdom office of the spirit of God. Well, we find that in Matthew 16. Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Some say you're John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But who do you say I am? Jesus asked. Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Christos, the Messiah, the Hamashiach, the Messiah, the son of the living God. Simon bar Jonah flesh and blood and not reveal this unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven, thou art Peter. Petros, a piece of the rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose upon earth shall be loosed in heaven. And that is through Christ, the spirit of God, the father in us. There, that is the revelation of Christ, who is Jesus only. Well, that many have refuted that, saying that the Son of Man simply means just a human being. But it is the kingdom office. The Son of Man, him hath God the Father sealed. And judgment's given to the Son of Man because he is the Son of Man. The Son of Man is a capital S, Son of Man, meaning the kingdom office, as you see in Daniel 713, but this is by revelation. Those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be, shall be filled. But there'll be many that'll come against the word of God in the last days. Another one is that they say that Jesus there was born of the Virgin Mary and she had to stay a virgin. But that's not what the scripture says. It says that Joseph, who was espoused and Mary there in uh, a fiance going to marry her and espouse to Joseph that she did not. And she brought forth Jesus there through the virgin birth. And Joseph did not know her until after Jesus was born. It didn't say that he did not have four brothers and two or three sisters. It did not state that, which he did. But others will say, well, no, she stayed a virgin, never had any other sons or daughters. And the probability is maybe Joseph had kids by another marriage or whatever. 
doing the best they can to disallow or dispel the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection are question that he really didn't stay in that tomb because they came and moved his body from the tomb of Joseph Arimathea to another tomb and got it ready for burial. But that's not the case. A great stone was rolled upon that. He did die. He did raise again in the death, burial, and resurrection. He did die. He was buried, and he did rise again. And he had several witnesses there that saw him after his passion alive for some 40 days. As many as 500 brethren seeing him at one time. This is the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus they are stated that he is the Messiah. Some have said he never stated that. Yes, he did. In John 8, 13, the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you bear record yourself. Your record's not true. Jesus said, though I bear record myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. He said, I am one that bear record of myself, and my Father that sent me beareth witness of me, beareth record of me. He goes on and states the truth. He said, it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. He goes to testimony, the testimony of Jesus. And he said, I'm one that beareth witness of myself and my father that sent me. He beareth witness of me. Question then by the Pharisees, where is your father? Jesus said, if you'd known me, you should have known my father also. Then he goes, you're from beneath. I'm from above. You're of this world. I'm not of this world. Jesus is stating he is the father. Moreover, he spake these words in the treasury. No man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. Then Jesus said, I go my way, and whither I go, you cannot come. They said, will he kill himself? Because he said, whether I go, you cannot come. He's going back glorified with the Father's own self. John 17, 5. Going back to where he was before. As spirit, the quickening spirit. You see that in 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The first man Adam was made a living soul. The second Adam was made a quickening spirit, not a spirit man, a spirit. The Lord is that spirit. Second Corinthians 317. The Lord is that spirit. Well, Jesus stated a great truth. When they ask, where is your father? John 8, 24, Jesus states, except you believe that I am he, that father of glory, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not that he spake to them of the Father. John 8, 27. They still don't understand it today. And these are the ones that are scoffers. And they so doubt to the people that the Bible, the word of God is not correct. That it's not the holy writ. Beyond any shadow of a doubt that if only eight promises uh, in the probability of Jesus being the Messiah by just fulfilling eight Old Testament prophecies comes to being fulfilled, being fulfilled in one man actually comes to 10 to the 157th power. Now that's 10 followed by 157 zeros. The probability of that happening. It shows beyond any shadow of a doubt. 
because of any questions that Jesus is the Messiah because he fulfilled over 400 prophecies of himself written in the Old Testament recorded for us to know who the Messiah is. And we're going to take a look at some of these. It would take a uh, many days to cover every prophecy and every one how Jesus fulfilled it. But we're going to highlight a few of them for you today that our faith stands in the irrefutable truth, word of God, that is the way, the truth, the absolute truth, and the word of God is truly the word of God. There are a few of the prophecies, which we're not going to cover every one because do we be here all day? There in the Old Testament, there are prophecies about Messiah. Here's a type, a type and uh, the anatype. Adam is a type of Christ because both their actions affected a great many people. Genesis 3, 17 through 19, you see the same in Romans 5, 14. Jesus is a full fulfillment of the Passover lamb. You see that in Exodus 12, 1 through 11. John 1, 29 through 36, he is Christ our Passover sacrifice for us. The rock that produced water for Israel points toward Jesus and the living waters. You see that in Exodus 17, 6. John 4, 10 in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 3 and 4. Type the tabernacle where God dwelt among the Israelites is the type of Jesus, God with us, Emmanuel. We see that in Exodus 25, verse 8, Isaiah 7, 14. Of the born to us, uh, Christ, which is Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall they eat, and we also see it in Isaiah 8, verse 8 and 10. We see it again in Matthew 1, 21 through 23. Call his name Jesus, John 1, 14, word made flesh. And we see it again in John 14, uh, verse 8 through 11. We see the Feast of Unleavened Bread represents the purity of Jesus. Jesus' burial is like the kernel in the ground, wanting to bust forth in life. Leviticus 23, 6, 1 Peter 2, 22, and we go on and on with it. The Feast of the First Fruits represents Jesus, our first begotten from the dead. We see that in Leviticus 23:10. The Feast of First Fruits, we see it in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20. Type those who looked up at the snake on a pole on the hit in Houston. Uh, there was the brazen serpent in the wilderness that sent serpents among them. They died, but they made a, a brazen snake on a pole, Nehushtan, and those that looked on there were saved. And that it looked up, they look up Jesus on the cross, they're saved. Numbers 21, verse 8 and 9, Nehushtan, as well as John 3, 14 and 15. There, Boaz, the type of Christ, the Redeemer. We find that in Ruth, chapter 4, verse 1 through 11, Ezekiel 16, 8. In the Old Testament, we find it fulfilled in Galatians 3, 13, and Galatians 4, verse 5, and Colossians 1, verse 14. Jonah was in the fish for three days. Jesus' body was in the grave and that thing for three days. Jonah, Jonah 1, 17, Matthew 12, for the Son of Man to be in the heart of the earth three days. We see that all through the Word of God. The prophecies given to fulfill the serpent, the seed of Eve, will have conflict. We see the offspring of the woman will crush the serpent. Jesus is the seed. He crushed Satan at the cross. We find the first proto-evangel proto in Genesis 3, 14 and 15. Thou shalt bruise his head and thou shalt bruise his heel. We see it fulfilled in Galatians 4, verse 4. And uh, there was the same in Hebrews 2, verse 14. 
God promised Abraham the whole world be blessed through him. We find that uh, to Abraham, Genesis 12, that he will be and make of him a great nation. We see it again in Acts 3, verse 25 and 26, Matthew 1, verse 1, and the genealogy of Jesus in Galatians 3, 16. God promised Abraham he would establish an everlasting covenant with Isaac's offspring. Jesus is that offspring. We see that in Genesis 17, verse 19, Matthew 1, verse 1 and 2. God promised Isaiah, Isaac, I'm sorry, the whole world be blessed by his descendant. We see it again that that descendant is Jesus. Genesis 28, verse 13 and 14. See it again in Matthew 1, verse 1 and 2. Luke 1, verse 33. And Luke 3, verse 23 and 34. Jacob prophesied Judah will rule over his brothers. Jesus the king from the tribe of Judah. We see that in Genesis 49, verse 10, the oath to the tribes. We see it again in Matthew 1, verse 1 and 2, Luke 1, verse 32 and 33. The Jews were not to keep the Passover lamb overnight. Jesus was buried the day he died. We see that in Exodus 12, verse 10, Numbers 9, verse 12. We see that in John 19, verse 38 through 42. And on and on we go. Jews were not to break the bones of the Passover lamb. Jesus' bones were not broken on the cross. Of course, longer does pierce his side. We see it in Exodus 12, verse 46, Numbers 9, verse 12, John in the New Testament 19, verse 31 through 36. The Jews were to devote the firstborn males to God. Jesus is Mary's firstborn male. He's also the firstborn over the creation and the firstborn, first begotten of the dead, Exodus 13, verse 2, Numbers 3, 13, and Numbers 8, verse 17, New Testament, Luke 2, verse 7, and verse 23, and Colossians 1, verse 15 through 18, that all things are made by him, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible and invisible, all things made by Jesus Christ. Moses promised another prophet like him would come. Jesus is that prophet, Deuteronomy 18, verse 15, and verse 18 through 19. Matthew 21, verse 11 in the New Testament. Luke 7, verse 16. Luke 24, verse 19. John 6, verse 14. And John 7, verse 40, fulfilled in the New Testament. God told the Jews to never leave the body of someone who had been hanged overnight. Jesus was buried the day he died. Deuteronomy 21, verse 23 in the New Testament. John 19, verse 31 through 36. Galatians 3, 13. The word of God will be in the hearts and the mouth. Jesus is the word who is in the hearts of his followers. There, the word written upon the law, written upon our hearts. Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, the Old Testament. John 1, verse 1, and Matthew 26, verse 26. In the New Testament, Moses promised God would atone for his people. Jesus' sacrifice is that atonement. You see it again in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 32, verse 43 in the Song of Moses. You see it also in the New Testament, Romans 3, verse 25, Hebrews 2, verse 17, and on and on. There, all through the Word of God, all Testament. Old Testament revealed in the New Testament. Old Testament revealed in the New Testament. On and on and on throughout the Word. 400 and over 480 uh, prophecies of Jesus in the Old Testament coming to the truth in the New Testament. This is proof beyond any shadow of a doubt, uh, beyond any probability that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Lord God Almighty, and there's not another. 
We are his witnesses, Isaiah 43.10. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord and my servant, whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand. I am he, the Lord is that servant. Before me was no God formed, neither shall be after me. That's Jesus Christ, the Messiah. See, now that I am God, thy Redeemer, the Holy One, thy Savior, and Isaiah 43.15, the Holy One of Israel. There's not another neighbor. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the Father of the Word, the Holy Ghost. Uh, he is the Father in the, um, the administrative office of the Spirit. He's the Word in the Logos, which is the expression office of the Spirit, revealing the thought, plan, purpose, and will of God. He is the Holy Ghost. That's the power office of the Spirit of God. That is one of the self-same Spirit. The Son of God is the redemptive office of God, which is God manifest in the flesh, the same Spirit revealed, which is the Father. And Jesus stated that. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. The words that I speak, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth houses permanently in me. He's the one doing the works in the days of his flesh. He prayed to the Father because he was in his humiliated state. But then he goes back to the Father, and he states in John 16, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I will show you plainly of the Father. In that day you shall ask me, and I will give it to you, and I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because everything that the Father has has been given to the Son. He's glorified back with the glory he had before, glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. The Son of God is that redemption office. He's God manifest in flesh. He, in the days of his flesh, was a man, but that same Jesus whom you crucified, Acts 2, 36. God has made that man whom you crucified, the man on that cross, both Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Father in you. You see that also in Ephesians 4, there is one body and one spirit in whom you're called and one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is above all, the Father of us all and in us all. Christ is that Father. That's the revelation of Christ, 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar but he denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is that Spirit of God. He is Antichrist that has denied both the Father because Christ is the Father. And he has denied the Son. Why? Because Christ uh, is the same Spirit in the Son of God, which is that of the Father. Galatians 4, 6, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, one and the self-same Spirit. The Son of God has come and give us an understanding of Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God and eternal life, little children. Keep yourselves from idols. The man Christ Jesus is that quickening spirit now. In the days of his flesh, he was a man, just like you and just like me, our kinsman redeemer. And his glorification will go back to the glory of the Father. He has now made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The Son of Man is the kingdom office of the Spirit. And we see that the first time in Daniel 7, 13. He comes to the ancient days, which is Jesus and the Son of Man is with all the saints of God. And that's when then cometh the end, when He shall deliver up the kingdom of God, even the Father, that He may be all through all and in us all. That's where we're presented before the Father of glory and the Son of Man. The Son of Man is the kingdom office that is given to 
the Son of Man, a kingdom which shall be forever and a dominion of which there will be no end. That's the Son of Man revelation. It's all the Spirit of God in every office of the Spirit and function of the Spirit that there is only one Spirit. You believe in one God, you do well. The devils believe also and tremble. There you have it. Many people will come to refute the Word of God and throw questions of doubt in in the believer's mind. Don't be taken away with these evildoers, regardless of what title's behind their name. The Word of God is a Theranuptus, the God-breathed Word of God. We stand on that Word of God when heaven and earth is passing away. Not one jot or one tittle of that Word will fail or will perish. It is the everlasting Word of God. It is Jesus Christ. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.